0: Hello and welcome to this, another bonus bang, a mini-episode of Historical Hot or Not. We're still recording season two, but in the meantime, enjoy this, another bonus bang. A small episode in which we continue to be whimsical and horny, with history's most famous figures and figurines. I'll make one small note about this episode, which is that near the end we talk about artwork being defaced for protest, this was recorded months ago, before the sort of recent incidents of climate protesters chucking paint at artwork, so it might sound odd that we gloss through that issue without mentioning those events, and by gloss over, that's not meant to be a stupid pun about throwing paint at artworks. So without much further ado, enjoy this episode of Historical Hot or Not. <laughs>
1: They might be a Viking or a Saxon or a Roman But tell me, do you like them? Would you sex them? Would you bone them? Would you go to bed with King Ethelred? Would you bunk William the Conqueror up in the sheets with Samuel Pepys? Mussolini was a meanie, led a fascist insurrection But does he make you creamy? Does he give you an erection? Would you pork, Richard the Duke of York? Does a bonus start when you think of Bonaparte?
0: Are you sexually aroused at the thought of Pol Pot? Historical hot or not? Hello and welcome to another bonus bang. One of the short bonus bangs we do. They're short. They're whimsical. It might not even be about a real person. It could just be about a sketch, like the first one. Or... A fictional spinster like the second one. Maybe a real spinster like Catherine Mather here. Who knows?
1: Hey, stop giving facts about me that are true, Aiden.
0: Hey, you're the one that volunteered in the last episode.
1: I am. Uh, the, the best spinster in North London.
0: Oh, the word. Oh, no, you, you become the best spinster by retaining the spinsterness.
1: Yeah, baby.
0: If you suddenly got married, you'd be a shit spinster. Like I'm yeah. a shit spinster. Yeah. Or I do you have two cats? So I'm halfway there.
1: Yes, I have no cats because we're not allowed them contractually.
0: It's only a matter of time and loneliness, <laughs> and that video feed will be teeming with little felines.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's all I want. Well, today's bonus bang. Uh, Ada McCaffrey, is Lisa. She is 24 and she is from Florence. Ooh. So I'm going to just send you a little photograph of her eTrost profile picture. eTrost, of course, is the fictional dating app that we use here on Historical Hot or Not. I uh, I actually saw Lisa quite recently. Kath. Hmm. What were you thinking?
0: I... This is going to shock you.
1: Right.
0: I've also met Lisa. You've
1: met Lisa too.
0: In person. Yeah. There was no carnal interaction. No. Mainly because I would have been thrown out of the Louvre had that have happened. Yep. <laughs> and it would have been awkward because there was hundreds of other people trying to get a good look uh, at Lisa. She
1: is in a glass box.
0: She is in a glass box. Uh, like all my lovers. <laughs> That's how I like him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: basically. An embalmed body, like Lenin's. That's what I'm looking for in a partner. But this is not an embalmed body, either. This is a painting. This is one of the most famous paintings, isn't it, Kath? It's the Mona Lisa. I see what you did there with Lisa. You threw me. Cool. Well, first impressions...
1: What do you think of her physically?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's a woman. You say that like, that's my only criteria. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think she's attractive. Yeah? There's a little bit of cleavage showing. Very subtle, like... Presumably that was like a bit of toying with the sensors, like just make it, it's there if you notice, mm-hmm. but it'll get past the sensors. I like her hair. She's sort of got a bit of a smile going on. Her nose is a bit long, I guess. <laughs> but she has, a knowing, she has a knowing look about, and I like that, because she looks like someone who is intelligent. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think personally I'd have put a bit of hairspray in for it. Her hair is a bit flat, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. different trends. Lisa Del Giacondo was born in Florence on the 15th of June, 1479. She was the eldest of seven children to an old and aristocratic family who had since lost their influence. Uh, she was comfortably middle class, much like you, um, but not what you call wealthy. Also like me. Yeah. <laughs> and her dad had been married twice before her mum, also like you. <laughs> um, she was married at age 15, to a silk and cloth merchant and shoemaker, because he could be a lot of things then. Uh, He was called Francesco di Bartolomeo de Zanobi del Giacondo.
0: All I heard there was Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be calling him Francesco from here on out. And he was much older uh, than her, (laughs) by some estimates, 17 years older. So he'd have been 32 uh, when he married that 15-year-old girl.
0: So when you said winemaker, shoemaker, doormaker, you're also <laughs> supposed to add n- total fucking nonce. Yeah, to, to the list. <laughs> Yeah, to the list of things he does and is good at.
1: Yeah. Oh. from the
0: looks of it, he's absolutely excellent at being a, a child molester.
1: The thing is, though, he'd already had two wives before.
0: That's okay, because as you know in law, if you're on your third marriage, it's okay to touch children. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't make the rules. Um, But the dowry was 170 florins. Um, I I don't know if you've played Assassin's Creed, so you might not know (laughs) the (laughs) the exchange rate. Uh, But according to Google, that's roughly £3,500.
0: If you're ever in doubt of the historical credentials of this podcast, we get all of our historical information from Assassin's Creed.
1: Yeah, and Google. And Google. So the supervisor and architect of the Florence Cathedral only made 100 florins a year so whilst £3,500 is a lot of money to us but at at the time it was a lot more you know Uh, it was like a over nearly two years wage, but it was still considered a low dowry and that suggests that they might have married for love.
0: So so he's a nonce and he's tight. Yeah. (laughs) One's worse than the other and it's being tight let me tell you. (laughs) Well
1: the thing is I think women just died in childbirth all the time so I think that's what's going on here. But they had five children together, and then Lisa also cared for Francesco's son, um, Bartholomew, from his first marriage. And interestingly, uh, if a 32-year-old marrying a 15-year-old wasn't weird enough, uh, Lisa's dad's second wife, so the one before her mum, and Lisa's husband's first wife were sisters.
0: Wow. Keeping it in the family back then. Uh-huh. Small town.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine what social functions would have been like? I you know. I
0: mean, I reckon this is like a post-plague thing. Just mm. like, you've got to take whoever's left, and yeah. that, might, that might be your cousin.
1: Uh-huh, and the ladies keep dying. So that pool is getting real small. Yeah.
0: Do you reckon that's why they're marrying and young? Because so many women had died. They were like, guys, we've got to lower the floor a little bit. We're lowering it from 18 <laughs> to 14. But only because desperate times call for desperate measures.
1: But listen, I know you don't want to fuck this child, but you do need someone to clean the house. So <laughs> You've
0: got to stick it somewhere and you need some food on the table.
1: <laughs> what are we so... going to do?
0: This is turning into one of those dark humour podcasts, isn't it? I
1: think that's true of all historical podcasts. So.
0: Yeah, it, history's dark, isn't it?
1: It really is.
0: It's not a Frozen sing-along, is history. No. It's just bloodletting, nonsense, and plague.
1: Yeah, uh, which is, I think, what we should call, if this is ever turned into a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's thought that Leonardo uh, DiCaprio began painting her portrait in 1503. It was... <laughs> i'm laughing at my own joke
0: are you laughing at your dicaprio joke there (laughs) what do you saying Aiden didn't laugh at that and someone's got it so here i go
1: yeah um as i was writing (laughs) this i was like oh that's gonna be golden
0: (laughs) gonna be killer That's one to send into sony awards
1: yeah we'll win it whatever that is uh so leonardo da vinci began painting her portrait in 1503. Uh, it was commissioned by her husband and it was in the same year that they bought their family home. So it was sort of like to, to celebrate a bit, you know? So Leonardo portrayed Lisa as a faithful wife, fashionable and successful. But he never actually gave the painting to Francesco and Lisa uh, because later in the year he was commissioned to paint the Battle of Anghiari. Um, and to be fair, they also didn't pay him for the portrait. Uh, so he just sort of, kept it and took it around with him and he he finished it in um about 1516 in france uh which is why it's in the louvre
0: so this is like his this is like his side project
1: yeah she was his side project
0: (laughs) yeah no i don't mean that it's sort of interesting that his side project became one of the most famous paintings ever
1: yeah i guess it's like when you write a joke and uh you know you'll be like oh this is you've you've fretted over every aspect of it and then you'll just have like one little you know throwaway comment which gets a much bigger laugh that everyone loves and you're like oh what
0: yeah and then that becomes your Mona Lisa Mm -hmm. that becomes the joke you put in the glass box for tourists to look at
1: and throw cake at and stuff so it was um the pentin was acquired by king francis i in the 16th century and it's remained the property of the french republic since the french revolution in the late 1700s uh 6 million people visit the pentin every year in wow. the louvre where it's been displayed since 1797 um it's had a few brief breaks because of wars it was displayed in napoleon's bedroom um, but generally, it's it's been in the Louvre since 1797, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Dragon Napoleon tugged one off over this.
1: Almost certainly, yeah.
0: Because there probably wasn't much proper pornography back then,
1: no. and but
0: that was these were the times when the mere sight of a lady's ankle would be erotic. Mm. So that tiny millimetre of cleavage that I mentioned. Yeah. Must have been like the then equivalent of like penthouse magazine or <laughs> or nuts magazine,
1: oh yeah, now I'm looking at it completely differently
0: that's why she's got that grin on her face. It's like <laughs> you know on the the page three stunners that you get in a certain, yeah,
1: and there'll
0: always be a little description in the corner. It's like that it's like lisa twenty four from France, she likes walking her dog. And curling up to Love Island, it's, it's like that.
1: She's got a come hither, look, hasn't she? Exactly.
0: That's what I think. That's why I was more or less an immediate yes. I was like, yeah. there's something inviting about that face.
1: I will come hither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly, uh, in in June 1537, Francesco gave Lisa her dowry back, um, which I think it feels a bit insulting.
0: Well, of course it is. That's like a, a, a refund. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, like giving all the presents that they brought back and saying, get out. Yeah. And moving on.
1: At the end. Uh, so <laughs> he gave her her dowry back, along with her clothes, jewellery, and entrusted her care to their children before promptly dying of the plague in 1538 at the ripe old
0: age of 80. He died at 80, or she did?
1: He did. He was like, you could... You, I'll allow you to have your clothes, <laughs> here's two years' worth of money, and then died.
0: Hang on, were you doing that because he was about to die?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: So actually, was it a nice thing?
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: right. Oh, yeah. What, what a top bloke.
1: Yeah, I think they actually did like each other. It got off to a rocky start with him being a, a nuns and everything. But, you know, because four years later, she took ill and died at 63.
0: Because you couldn't live without him.
1: No, and the money had run out. He only given two
0: years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So she could no longer afford the medical bills. So. Yeah, I could
1: afford to be alive. So I, I guess I'll expire.
0: This is why I need. This is why I need a national health service.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: even the poor can be treated free at the point of entry. Yes, which is what it says on your Tinder profile, isn't it? Kat? <laughs>
1: yes uh, so- <laughs> that's
0: why that guy criticised it I think he had a point. <laughs> don't write free at the point of entry on your, uh, on your dating that profile
1: so gross <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible, actually. It was only in 2005 that they found out the true identity of who the Mona Lisa was. The reason that they found out was uh, there was a, a pencil note made in a margin of a, a book by Agostino Vespucci, and he was like some Florentine clerk or something. Um, and he, he'd he written a little note uh, just in this, like, you know, just a, a library book, I guess, or like a, a ledger or whatever, saying that Leonardo was painting this Lisa's portrait. So that just it goes to show that vandalism really is key.
0: Yeah. So any children listening, if your teachers tell you not to write something down, you know, not to graffiti textbooks, just ignore
1: them. Mm, do it.
0: In five hundred years, it might solve some ancient mystery, like in that graffiti on that toilet wall where it said. Tracy was here. They'll be like, who's Tracy? Yeah. And then there'll just be a textbook and they'll say, that Tracy was here it was Tracy Jones who lived in Highgate or whatever.
1: It's a Tracy Jones dynasty. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: that's really I quite like it when ancient mysteries like that are solved because it does feel like surely knowledge that has been lost for that long must be lost forever. Yeah. But it's like when they found uh, Richard III. Third. Yeah. In that Tesco car park, whatever it was. Who'd have thought it?
1: I love how, as well, when they found Richard III in that car park, they acted, the media acted like he was buried in a car park yeah. at the time.
0: <laughs> what an indignity.
1: Yeah. A
0: Tesco car, not even a waitress car park. And that was because he lost the battle. <laughs> <laughs> if he'd won, he would have had a noble burial outside of booths.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've been to his, they've got They built a museum over it. Um, in Leicester. And so you weren't just
0: trying to get a Tesco meal deal? Then?
1: No, no. Well, that as well. But um, yeah, go, it's by the cathedral to, uh, for Richard III, the, the museum thing. And there's just a hole in the ground where they found him. And you can have a look at it. And
0: is he still in there? No. Ah, oh, that's boring. Just a hole in the ground. <laughs> you want him in a glass case so you can assess whether he was hot or not. Mm,
1: exactly. But back to Lisa. We've done talking about her, but I've just there's some interesting factlets about the portrait, which I think It'd be nice to put in because we, we they're here and I can. Um, so it holds the Guinness World Record for the highest non painting and insurance valuation in history. Uh, wow. It it was a hundred million U.S. dollars in 1962, which is equivalent to almost seven hundred million pounds in today's money, uh, which incidentally is how much I got quoted to insure my car. <laughs>
0: Nice bit of satire there, Kath, hey. of the old uh, <laughs> car insurance. Um, are you a new driver?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: That's why. That's... It comes down quite quickly. Mm. Mine has halved two years in a row. So it's gone down from a grand, like 1,200 to 900 to then like 500. Okay. So it'll drop off quickly.
1: That's the dream. As well, the other thing that I found interesting was that it is the most ever spent in the world now, but for most of its life, it, it wasn't. So it wasn't until in nineteen eleven the painting was stolen by a museum employee called Vincenzo Perugia and how how did this mastermind remove this this artwork? What he did was he uh wrapped it in a smock and walked out of the door with it. What? Yeah, just straight up because he was gonna put it under his smock but he was quite short. <laughs> so it's too big, so he just wrapped it up and just watched it wear.
0: So it's not even that it got stolen by some master criminal. It got stolen by a blithering idiot who thought nothing through. But mm. it was still so easy to steal that he still got away with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's just a guy who worked there. Picasso was questioned as a suspect for the theft. Really? Yeah. Is that
0: because when they returned it, her face was all, like, angular and weird?
1: <laughs> like that like, like she'd melted.
0: yeah. <laughs> There's some melting clocks on this. I think Darnley's stolen <laughs> it and, and graffitied it.
1: So he kept it, uh, Perugia, he kept it in his Paris apartment for two years before taking it back uh, to Florence, uh, and he, he wanted to return it to his homeland and try, he tried to sell it uh, and got put in prison for a year <laughs> instead. Um, but he, he only served six months, uh, and he was sort of seen as a bit of a hero back in Italy, you know, for bringing the artwork home. Oh, um, yeah. And that was the incident that is why we all know about the Mona Lisa now.
0: So, if you're a museum now and you've got a painting that you think deserves more credit just arrange for some idiot to steal it, mm. and uh, and then it'll become famous and
1: expensive. Yeah, just get the Saturday Girl, you know, from the uh, <laughs> from the cafe, to just throw a dress <laughs> around it and leave. <laughs> On the thirtieth of December, nineteen fifty-six, a rock was thrown at it so hard that it shattered the glass and it slightly damaged the painting, which is why she's now behind bulletproof glass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like um, Obama. Yeah. At all times
1: And the pop
0: just, Someone's definitely going to assassinate this person <laughs> yeah. Get some glass in front of it
1: I also thought it was interesting that it's not on canvas It's just on wood yeah. Hang
0: on, so is that her cleavage or is that where the rock hit? <laughs> no, it's... Uh... Have I been getting an erection at uh, 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 a bit <laughs> of torn paper?
1: For a rock mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it, it, in the early 1950s, a man who claimed to be in love with the painting tried to cut it with a razor, because that's what lovers do. Yeah, so uh, so I
0: proposed to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> started slashing her up.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I mean... I guess you'd have to say yeah just to get them to stop, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's the gambit I paid, and it worked <laughs> off. And uh, here I am now.
1: Yeah, very happy. I am. She's not. <laughs> On the 21st of April, 1974, Mona Lisa visited Tokyo, uh, where a woman sprayed it with red paint in protest of a museum's lack of disabled access.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind of got to sympathise with her, to be fair.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean... Surely there are other ways of asking.
0: You could just do a shit on the museum floor. It sends a strong enough message. It does. Without defacing the most famous painting in the world.
1: Yeah. Put a ramp in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. On the 2nd of August 2009, a woman, a Russian woman who had been denied French citizenship, went into the gift shop, purchased a teacup. And threw it at the painting.
0: But was just after the point it was behind a bulletproof glass? Yeah. I mean, if it can withstand bullets, I'm sure it can withstand a cup with the Louvre written on the side being thrown at it.
1: A really expensive teacup. And also, like, I I have been very recently, and there is, because there are so many gift shops in the Louvre, there's a a smaller gift shop in the room next door to the Mona Lisa. So if you're going to do it, because they're not going to be like, just let, let, let that slide, aren't they? So why buy it? Steal it.
0: <laughs> well, I like the idea of a polite, a polite <laughs> vandalist. Like, I've got no objection to the commerce in this uh, merch store, but mm. I still have a protest to make. So I'm going to pay for it and I'm going to chuck it.
1: And it's a lot of thinking time, that as well, isn't it? you queuing up to buy it, you're queuing up to see the painting.
0: And you've got a long queue for a long time when you're seeing the the, the, the Mona Lisa, as we both know. Do you, uh, did you say why the Russian lady threw the cup at it?
1: She'd been denied French citizenship. Does she think, like, the Mona
0: Lisa is the French home secretary or something? Home secretary. <laughs> why is she throwing it at her? It's got nothing know. to do with
1: it. I think it's like, I got gonged off uh, at King Gong, which is the comedy store, gong show, Quite recently, and as I was leaving, I just decided to give everyone the finger, and I <laughs> so, think that's what she was doing there.
0: <laughs> so you decided not to take that going off with grace thing. No. <laughs> I think the you equivalent of that mm. would be like if you, on the way out, flicked the V at like a picture of Eddie Izzard on the wall. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you, you pro- <laughs> she's protesting the wrong person. Yeah, you're protesting the wrong person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. sticking your fingers with the crowd is probably the right thing to do because they're the ones that have gone you off. Yeah. Mo and Lisa ain't got nothing to do with this woman being denied French immigration status.
1: Yeah, Eddie never did anything to me. She just ran a lot of races and was a really nice person.
0: And did some excellent surreal comedy in the 90s. <laughs> Unless Eddie was actually there uh, whispering to everyone... I know comedy, this girl's shit. <laughs> In which case, flick the visa at. Yeah,
1: she was a card holder.
0: <laughs> I imagine that how brutal that would be. Uh, for people that have never been to a gong show, You get they hand cards to members of the audience, and if those members of the audience don't like you, they throw the card up at you and you have to get off stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Brutal if they gave it to your comedy heroes, <laughs> and then they had no sympathy. And they're like, no, yeah. this doesn't cut the mustard.
1: You shit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh. Um, and then finally, the most recent attack on the Mona Lisa was the 29th of May, 2022. This is a
0: battered woman. <laughs> really? really, a victim of many abuses. It is. More, more in death than in life. Yeah. She seems to have lived a good life. Yeah. But in death, just all sorts of people are beating on her.
1: Yeah. Because on the, on the 29th of May, 2022, a man disguised as a woman in a wheelchair... Through cake at it to raise awareness of climate change.
0: Again, she literally a pre-industrial woman. <laughs> Unless she owned quite a lot of cows, I don't know how in the 16th century this woman could have possibly contributed to climate change. <laughs> She's taken the brunt of a lot of misdirected protests here.
1: She also in- invented fighter jets, though. So
0: fighter um... jets.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I gotta take back what I said. Mm-hmm. She's very responsible for climate change. <laughs> Old oh, uh, Mona CO2 Lisa here.
1: Yeah, and, and the nuclear power plant. She was actually the architect for the nuclear power plant on Three Mile Island.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the nuclear power, actually. Isn't that good for That's good for the environment, right?
1: It is if it doesn't leak and give everyone cancer. Yes. Which it does quite, or yeah. explode. And then there's Chernobyl and the one in, uh, in Japan.
0: But that wasn't its fault. That was the fault of Mother Nature unleashing a tsunami on it. Well, Well, no, no, actually, it's the fault of it's the fault of the the Japanese government for building it quite close to a fault (laughs) line.
1: I mean, we put nuclear power plants there.
0: If I know anything about nuclear power plants, it's don't build a on the edge of a tectonic plate. No, might be a bad idea.
1: As a rule, historical hot or not? Now you've got all the info on uh, on Mona Lisa. Would you fuck her?
0: Absolutely. I think she's attractive. She's got a knowing grin,
1: Uh as
0: if to say, I want you in me. Big Uh fan of that. Uh, She may have a cleavage. It could be a bit of rock telling the paper. But even then, I think the face is strong enough, Mm -hmm. even if she didn't have breasts. So I'm a yes. I'm a yes to Mona Lisa. Yeah. You have made the Bayotap that history, Lisa. Well done, Mona Lisa.
1: I think I would too.
0: She does. Also, do you want to know a fun fact about the Mona Lisa? Mm. If you look at the uh, ground behind her, the ground on the right is not level with the ground on the left. It's higher up. And now that I've said that, I can't remember the reason why, but there's a very good artistic reason why. You can find out all about that on this show's sister podcast, Artists, Hot or Not, <laughs> where we look at everyone from Leonardo da Vinci to Tracy Emin. No, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs>
1: Uh, It was one of the first paintings where it wasn't the background that was behind her, wasn't it? Which is why it was such a big deal. It was just like a fictional background kind of based on whatever. Which is why people lost their shit.
0: He could have gone further with that and just made it like (laughs) Jupiter and she's just floating in space. (laughs) I mean, if if, if literally a bit of land that isn't the land is going to blow their minds... Wait yeah. till you see us sitting in front of a black hole. <laughs> I didn't even know what a black hole was back then. The brains are going to melt like yeah. Dali clocks when they see this.
1: <laughs>
0: like us, share us, bop it. All the usual stuff. Write us in stones on the Great Wall of China so astronauts can see us. Spread the word. Get everyone downloading Historical Hot or Not. I've been Aidan McCaffrey.
1: I haven't. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Historical Hot or Not. If you'd like to contribute, we would fucking love that. So you can find us, we're at Coffee, buy us a coffee. Uh, don't send it to us personally, it'll be cold by then. Uh, but it's co bcom forward slash hot not pod. Uh, send us some coffee, not real coffee, send us the money for coffee. Episodes written by Aidan McCaffrey and Catherine Mather, our wonderful logo is by Richard Todd, and all music by David Eagle.